0: Hey guys, real quick before we get started, we are doing a free giveaway for listeners between now and May 31st, cash prizes, free swag, yacht meetup tickets, San Diego Padre tickets, and more. All you got to do to qualify is go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and drop a five-star review, send a screenshot to giveaway at summerscapital.com, and we'll be selecting lucky winners May 31st. As always, I appreciate the support. Now let's jump into the show. A lot of you know what we do really boils down to mm. the operations, the staff, people friendly the reviews Mm -hmm. to me it's basic stuff to us it's really basic but i'm just shocked that a lot of these properties out there in the boutique hotel space 10 million and under uh, just not being optimized and not being ran correctly welcome to the rich Summers report where we talk real estate business and wealth building all while keeping it real no fluff no bs i hope that you enjoy the show All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Report, Saturday edition. And I got my co-host, Miss Jennifer Booby. Jennifer, welcome to the show.
1: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Rich.
0: Yeah, it's been, I think this is the third time you've been on the podcast now, uh, twice as a co-host on the Saturday edition and once with a full episode. This is back probably six, six, seven months ago.
1: Yeah, third time's the charm. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I love it. And we got Christmas here in two days any big takeaways for the uh, the year before uh, we hit 2024.
1: Oh gosh, I feel like this year has been full of so much growth and excitement, and like huge successes for the team. I think, especially with the two hotel deals that we got towards the end of the year. Uh, you know, launching the one here in San Diego, and then um, acquiring and launching in a quick turnaround time uh, the one up in Washington. I feel like it's just been a very merry Christmas, and mm-hmm. all of our hard work and uh, you know, blood, sweat, and tears has really come to fruition. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And um, it's like you know, enjoy it, but uh, come early next year. We're at the right we're gonna have to get gear up for another one
1: do it all again next year yeah. right
0: so uh, a couple of the folks in our mastermind shout out to uh Jayden and shane um but they locked up a really really nice deal out in um northern california right there on the coast just an out- hour outside of uh, S- uh san francisco 44 units uh been in the family for like 35 years and um you know, the, the the son who took over is just ready to just get rid of it and move on. And so uh, this thing, uh, nice looking asset, uh, early 1990s construction. Um, and so we're going to pick this thing up, put a little love into it and uh, excited for it. I, I honestly think, well, we're going to partner with them, first of all. But um, I honestly think that this particular deal um, has the most potential out of all the deals we've done.
1: Really? And why do you think that is?
0: Great looking asset. All 44 units have bay views um we're picking it up at a really really good price point based on what i've seen in that market there's limited supply of hotels mm-hmm. and a good amount of tourism And touring some of the other hotels in the area uh, that are not going to be nearly as nice as this one will be once it's done are performing very well. And so from a supply demand standpoint, it makes a lot of sense, but it's just a good looking asset. You know, some assets don't look that great no matter what you do to like renovate them, paint them. (laughs) They're not going to look gorgeous, but this is just a good looking asset. And this is an asset that I'd love to to hold for quite some time. Um, They they were able to negotiate this deal. And then they came to us and said, hey, do you guys want to partner Mm -hmm. and do you guys want to uh, manage it? And so we thought, yeah, like I'd love to. So it's an opportunity for all of us.
1: I love it. And I love like almost the succession story that comes with it too. I mean, you spoke about the son who's kind of tired of managing it and thinking about the different opportunities that his life is now going to have because he no longer has this hotel that he didn't want to be a part of. Like mm-hmm. it reminds me of uh, another hotel property that Excelsior Stays manages um, for a third party client up mm-hmm. in Oregon. It's beautiful property. Um, and the owner, she poured so much love and devotion into it and every single one of her guests. But You could look and see in her eyes when she handed over the keys and she just realized like it was such a weight off of her shoulders to not have to like be on call 24 seven to always be worrying about the end. Like she's getting to spend time with her kids and her grandkids and she's actually down here in San Diego now. It's just it's incredible the opportunities that it opens up for those former owners who are just ready for the next chapter in their life.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. And it's a win win for both parties, buyer and seller. And then hopefully that's how most transactions should be in all reality. This one was funny because we went (laughs) up to tour it. Uh, a little while back mm-hmm. and they have all these ter- terrible reviews because the the innkeeper who's currently living in one of the units living on the property uh, is just not the friendliest person and the owner doesn't want the innkeeper <laughs> to know that it's being sold and so the broker was like, hey, like, go visit but um, don't tell anyone that it's being sold. Just pretend like you're a guest. You're and so, kidding. Yeah, Laura Lauren, myself and Shane, we like roll up there and we go to the front desk. and We're like, hey, like we're just checking out the property. We're mm-hmm. looking to, you know, book some rooms for a future event that we're going to be hosting. Yeah. Um, you know, a few weeks from now, we want to maybe check out like four or five rooms that you have. And she's like, well, we don't we don't do groups. Um, but the hotel next door does. Really? And You're this is, kidding. This is literally, there's not one car in the parking lot. Jeez. Literally out of the 44 units, why. there was not one <laughs> car in the parking lot. And so I was like, well, um, we'll it's going to be a small group. I said, it's just yeah. four of us. What are the chances we could just look at a couple rooms? Yeah. And she's like, no, we, we don't do that. I was like, huh. okay. What are the chances we could just like look at like one of your rooms sure. and just walk around the property? And she's like, no. She's like, you can go to the hotel next door. Oh, We're just my like, goodness. Okay. And then we kind of took our time like, you know, figuring out like well, where what are we, what are we gonna do? And she was mm-hmm. like, Hey, you guys are trespassing, you guys gotta get off the property. Jeez. So we're like, holy cow. So we we leave, call the broker, like, Hey, like this is what happened, like <laughs> what do you want us to do? So they're like, Hey, just book a room.
1: Oh, wow. So
0: we go and do our due diligence in the market. Mm-hmm. We go tour all the surrounding properties. All the other innkeepers are like super, super friendly. So there was a hotel right down the street. It was 15 units. Mm-hmm. And this hotel down the street uh, would, had 14 of the 15 room, uh, units occupied. And the innkeeper was super friendly.
1: Oh, great. You know, Well, I mean, hospitality, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That was the only difference. But anyways, I say all this in that, you know, uh, in this space, Uh, A lot of, you know, what we do really boils down to Mm. the operations, the staff, people friendly, the reviews. Mm -hmm. To me, it's basic stuff. To us, it's really basic. But, um, you know, a lot of these, I'm, I'm just shocked that a lot of these properties out there in the boutique hotel space, 10 million and under, Uh, just not being optimized and not being ran correctly.
1: Definitely. And I think it's also hard. I kind of empathize with them to some extent. Like if they've been in that property and in that business for, you know, 40 years or their parents had the property and operations, like you inherit a lot of, baggage um and you just start to collect things and so it's hard when you're you know you know in the midst of all of that to really um have a fresh perspective or to you know be, have that energy to optimize like i There's a phrase that I've heard before. um, I don't know who invented water, but it wasn't a fish, right? So Mm -hmm. when you're surrounded and you're just like drowning in all of this that's around you, it's really hard to come in with a fresh perspective and have the energy to optimize and to create the specific systems and processes that the property may need to change with the times appropriately. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for the listeners that aren't aware, so Jennifer leads our hospitality side and uh, you have a ton of experience, you know, uh, launching and operating a lot of our short term rentals in the portfolio, but also Mm -hmm. um, all the boutique hotels. And I believe now we're in like nine markets, I want to say maybe 10. Um, So I really wanted to dive deep on, you know, What's it? What's it like launching? I mean, two hotels and basically back to back weeks. Yeah, we had um, the the hotels in Dell here in Lit Italy, mm-hmm. which we just renovated and launched twenty four units. And then uh, next week, you guys flew up to uh, Washington, and we closed on the Washington deal. And I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that was a big like renovation and launch. Mm-hmm. It was really just a, you know we, we closed on a property, just kind of changing hands, taking over the keys and that sort of thing. But um, I guess. My biggest question and, and I think the listeners want to know, operating these properties remotely as a hotel, mm-hmm. what, is biggest, what is the biggest challenge there?
1: I would say always have a backup plan for your backup plan and we're, we're constantly learning that with um, you know different properties in different you know in different markets and different sets like with the one up in Washington, it's 40 units with the one here, um, it's half of that. And so yeah. it's kind of like even with properties of different scales and size, like your backup plan that you had originally set for one property may not be a cut and paste for the next one. So uh, um, every single time is very unique, but I would say time and time again just having a backup plan for your backup plan.
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely um regarding the one here in mm. lit italy i know there was a lot of moving parts we had a renovation we had a design team there's yeah. furnishings there's punchless items i'm glad that deal was kind of like in our backyard because yes. like it was just easy to pop in and out of there um so that was kind of nice and i'm like man i want to do more <laughs> deals here in san diego because of it but i also believe in the market Definitely. Uh, but that said you know leading up to the launch week what what, do you, what were some of the biggest challenges
1: Definitely. So I think like one of the biggest things was uh, for us, like we really wanted to, as soon as the property was feasibly ready to host guests, we wanted to make sure we had a full house, which we did have a sold out uh, weekend, our first weekend, which is very exciting Mm -hmm. for a big celebration for the whole team. Um, But I think. One of the biggest challenges for us was probably a timeline. Um, like there were a lot of different moving parts, both with construction and design and operation side that, you know, we were trying to work them all parallel so that as soon as we, any of them were done, we were ready to host guests. So it wasn't necessarily like a, a phased out thing where you had construction finish and then design come in and then mm-hmm. operations come in. Like everything had to be working in, in sync. And so I think that was really cool. Um, definitely a challenge that that it post for us but I think you know seeing it all come together in the end is great.
0: Yeah and you know I think early on when you first launch any property and this is true for like an, mm-hmm. a single-family Airbnb it's like you really want to drive those reviews. Yes. Because it really sets the tone for the whole thing. Yes. And, you know getting one negative review when you only have five mm-hmm. really weighs down your average versus you have 300 really good reviews and then you get a negative one it's like okay well it doesn't Absolutely. really do anything right. Absolutely. Um, and so talk a little bit about you know what the importance of like driving those reviews early on and what are some methods that you can utilize to drive those five-star reviews early on? If you love real estate investing, passive income, and tax benefits, but don't have the time, my company, Summers Capital, is buying boutique hotels right now. We source the deals, we renovate the properties, and we even handle all the day-to-day management, making it truly hands-off for our investors. If you want to learn more to see if we can help you, visit SummersCapital.com slash invest to book a call with our team. Again, that's summerscapital.com slash invest. Now back to the show. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think making sure that you know you've got most exposure and most coverage um, right from the get-go. Is, is really important. I think, um, especially from a management perspective, your first several guests that come in, you really want to you know, closely monitor and have a personal touch with those guests that are coming in. So yes, you have, you know, you've set up all of your automated messaging and all of the traditional things, elements you put in place to make sure a guest has a good stay. But you also want to be following up and like even you personally as as a manager, um, you know, checking in with your VAs and checking in with those guests um, personally to make sure that they're enjoying their stay and seeing if there's any little touches that you can do to enhance their experience. Um, we partnered with several influencers to come into the property, especially for a Zoom. And Dell, um, and post some amazing content for us. Just give them a chance to experience the the property and every all the amenities that there are for them. Um, and so that's been really exciting. I think that definitely helps drive reviews, but it's um, tricky sometimes because you get some curveballs thrown at you. Um, I know even before we had launched the property, uh, we had a Google business account that was up, and it was our new our new property name. It was the address, and I'm pretty sure it was a guest from the old property, but. Of course, we hadn't been operating yet. Um, you know, he definitely wasn't a guest of ours, but he left this scathing one-star review. And I <laughs> I got a notification that we got a review. Uh, and I thought, oh, how exciting. We got our first um, hotel review. And then um, I looked at it and I was like, we're not even operating. Like, I, I don't, it must have been for the old hotel. So mm-hmm. we had to shut that account down and start up a whole new one. So um, sometimes you get little curveballs thrown at you. But I think like just making sure that you have the biggest um, breadth and most diverse range of, of uh, assets and marketing working for you is important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Our VA's got to be uh, busy with with uh, so these two busy. latest properties that we brought on <laughs> yep. um, because we got, what, is it three full-time VAs? Yes. It's three. Yes. Um, but there's usually only one on at a time, right? Yeah, and they have
1: a little bit of coverage overlap. sometimes during our busy times, but yeah, usually they're manning it all by themselves. They do such a great job.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of guest communication, especially mm-hmm. with all the different properties. And I mean, there could be a Sunday where there's you know, potentially 65, 70 guests checking in with questions. Um, We're going to have to hire some more VAs. Yes, Uh, in the works. It's in the works? You're right. Okay, okay. You guys are two steps ahead of me.
1: Well, yeah, Andrea's on top of it. Um, She's always, you know, checking in with them and making sure that the VA's workload is appropriate and Mm -hmm. giving them the resources and the help that they need. Yeah,
0: I love that. So... When we took over, I'm always surprised, when we took over the Black Sands Inn, mm-hmm. that was 10 units beachfront up in Northern California. That was the first one that we bought. Beautiful. Um, yeah. <laughs> what I was surprised by, like, we just threw these these rooms on, like, Airbnb, yeah. Verbo, all these different OTA platforms, yep. such as, like, Hotels.com, Booking.com, Expedia. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, like, the revenue just, like, quadrupled overnight. Yes. Yeah. You know? So I was shocked by, like, these sellers, these mom-and-pop sellers, by, like, how few platforms are actually on Mm -hmm. and like utilizing Mm -hmm. and it's like dude you've been operating this property for 20 years and you never once got on a lot of these different platforms it just blows my mind
1: I think it's fear-based honestly I think with uh, the surge of all these different platforms or OTs that you Mm -hmm. can get on and list your property there's a lot of intricacies in different settings that you have to make sure are right or different contracts that you have to sign and so I think like I mean, if I was a hotelier that had been in the same um, property for 20 years or so, like to all of a sudden get hit with all these other different platforms and these questions and these things Mm -hmm. to fill out, like I can imagine that would be pretty daunting too. And so I think they, you know, more so just put themselves in the mindset of stick with what they know, um, which one makes you comfortable, but two, doesn't allow you to grow. So I think it's honestly a lot of uh, fear of risk.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I think for us, we've been talking about like, you know, as we move forward, we wouldn't really transition out of more of the single family management stuff, mm-hmm. um, the Airbnb stuff and really focus solely um, on the the hotel growth and managing more so the boutique hotels. Doesn't mean we're going to like cut off all these single families that we are managing. Yeah. Um, some of them are our properties, uh, some of my properties as well. And um, I definitely want to keep them. They're doing great. <laughs> uh, but that said, like we've definitely noticed um, with this you know interest rate environment mm-hmm. definitely noticed that some markets that we're in that we're managing in uh from the airbnb perspective are a little bit oversaturated yeah. um, ADRs are down occupancy's yeah. a little bit down um, and so definitely seeing that but um you know i've been saying this all along I, I i truly believe that this boutique hotel thing i mean it's it's the next big thing and no one's really talking about it uh we've been talking about it but you know i'm just shocked by like I go on social media and I still see like all yeah. these people just shoving Airbnb content down yes. people's throats and coaching programs and come out here and do this and that. I'm just like, dude, like if it was really that lucrative, like why mm. are you pushing your coaching program so much? You know what I mean? Sure.
1: And I definitely think there's a part of it too, like and boutique hotels and, and that entire field is going to experience it later on down the road as well. But like, I feel like we're past that big boom of Airbnb. There was a time where it was like, yes, if you get in on it right at the cusp of when it's becoming popular, you can be really successful. But I think like now that we've already reached that peak and, and, you know, past that zenith and we're starting to go downhill again with Airbnbs. Um I think, you know, you've got to figure out what that next climb is going to be. Um Mm -hmm. and I feel like with boutique hotels, we're at that peak. And so hoping, you know, more people will join us and then um, you know, get in on the game early um, before it becomes another big boom again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think with the hotel stuff, you know, it's important to remember that there's different levers that you can pull. Mm -hmm. Um it's not like buying a single family home to where no matter how much inc- you increase that income, it's still going to be worth the same price. It's yeah. still going to be worth whatever the sales comps are comping out at. But you know, with the hotel stuff, it's commercial real estate. So mm-hmm. it's valued based on the comp system. It's valued based on how much income these properties generate. So if you can buy an underperforming hotel, you can increase the income, you can decrease the expenses, you can quote unquote force your appreciation, which mm-hmm. gives you a lot more control, and especially in like a volatile economy that we're in right now. Um, Which I love, you know, and then you can negotiate seller financing, which is very common in this space. And so um, there's a lot of different levers that you can pull in the hotel space versus traditional Airbnb. So for me, I I believe it's just a matter of time. Um, But I I believe it's the next natural progression for all these Airbnb investors out there to get into the hotel stuff. And so um, we'll see where it goes. But I know for us, we're like, hey, we're all in on this. We launched our boutique hotel fund earlier this year. And uh, we're going to we're going to buy all these deals up in good locations, assuming that we can get them for good prices.
1: Definitely. And you'll have a great management team alongside you.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And for the folks out there, anyone is interested in in learning more about our mastermind, we only uh, do a round of new members once every three months, once a quarter. Um, But for anyone that wants to uh, learn more information about it, you can go to SummersCapital.com slash mastermind. And you can fill out the form, book a free call with our team to learn more information about it. And, um, yeah, we got a good group, 22 of us. It's amazing. And, all across um, the world. Yeah, all across the world, literally, internationally <laughs> and, uh, and growing. But it's been fun. It's been a fun group. But looking to grow it more next year and um, excited for it. Likewise. Any, any last uh, thoughts before we go into uh, the new year?
1: Man, I feel like next year is going to bring us so much that we don't even can't expect or don't even know what it's going to hold. I mean, thinking about us just welcoming ourselves into this office space almost exactly a year ago, like we were embarking on a whole new adventure. Mm -hmm. And just to think about where we thought we were going to be last year around Mm -hmm. this time and where we are right now, it's just night and day different. And so really excited for what this coming year is going to bring and where we're all going to take ourselves.
0: Yeah. I'm excited. Big things happening next year. And, you know, I wish all the listeners the best and a happy holidays. Uh, excited for everything. And, um, yeah, just, just grateful for everything that we built this year. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think that concludes this episode of the Saturday edition. She's Jennifer Ruby. I'm Rich Summers. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.